Today on HR Hardball. Yeah, so you wanted the, the seat at the table. We've got the seat at the table. We've got the daddy seat. We're cutting the turkey. We're saying the blessing. So let's don't screw it up. For human resources professionals who walk the fine line between providing strategic support and grabbing a baseball bat, welcome to HR Hardball, hosted by John Reeves Whitaker. This is your leadership moment, folks. Don't screw it up. Hello, HR. This is John Whitaker. Welcome to the HR Hardball Podcast. I've been planning this for about 12 years, I think. I've had more false starts, I swear to God. But I did start this blog about 12 years ago, HR Hardball. And since I think I've probably written about two, three, four hundred pieces, I do share some of them with uh, some of my collaboration sites over at Fistful of Talent, um, HR Exchange Network, of course, my own blog. I put some stuff on LinkedIn. Let's just say I've been active. So what do you say we try to do this thing? Let's HR hardball it. Over the years, I've really wanted to do a podcast. The closest I think I've gotten is being a guest on several podcasts. I tend to uh, be a frequent guest. I like it, number one. But then I always end up with that... Uh, Still had more to say feeling. You know the one where you wish maybe they'd ask you that one question or giving you just a little bit more leeway to go on? I'm going to have a podcast where I do just that. There may be times where I'm bumbling and fumbling because let's face it, it's the first time I've done this and mistakes are okay, right? But we're going to talk about things that are important to all of us in HR. Because my basic tenet and what this entire podcast will be about, if there's one fundamental uh, North Star, it's human behavior. Because I fully believe that human behavior is human resources. Our ability to understand it, to identify it, to predict it even. Uh, you know, when you're going through different times in the organization, if you're going through times of change or pressure or stress, our understanding of human behavior, it just makes us a better HR professional. It'll make us better people altogether, but it'll make us better in human resources as we understand uh, this advanced uh, species we call humans because we are uh, as complicated as we are there's some things that that really hold true if you uh, if you know what to look for so i'm also uh gonna have people join me on this most of the time i'll have a guest i've been lucky enough over the years to have a lot of uh, really good relationships built over the fact that i'm in the hr industry and and been in like the the digital world where i've, I've produced a lot of pieces and been on uh, podcasts and guest blogs and, and the like. There's some really interesting people out there in our industry. I think um, not only that, because HR has continued to grow in the spaces of technology and change management, there's a lot of people who are on the periphery of human resources that have some equally interesting and mind-blowing things that they're working on that tie directly into what we're doing. Uh, as you probably haven't, uh, it probably hasn't escaped your attention with COVID, human resources is kind of taking a step forward, buddy. We are right up front. This is our leadership moment. I like to say, uh, don't screw it up. You know, we got the chance. You wanted the, the seat at the table. We've got the seat at the table. We've got the daddy seat. We're cutting the turkey. We're saying the blessing. So let's don't screw it up. I'm convinced more so than ever we picked an incredible career. We are on the front line of the human experience. I mean, we, if you think about it, we see people, uh, some of the highlights of their life. We see them when they get a job. We see them when they get a raise. We see them when they get a promotion. We see them uh, get a bonus. We see them come talk to the benefits people because they're going to have a child and they want to make sure their benefits are uh, 
are adequate for what they're going to need as their family grows. These are great moments. And of course, we see them on the other side of the coin too. We see them during investigations. We see them during PIP conversations. We see them going through personal issues. And our ability to help people at their lowest times is another unique aspect of this job that not too many people have, all right, but we do. So we're the counselors, we're the confidants, we're the strategists, we're the listeners, we're the influencers, we're the doers. And in the parlance of 2020, we are essential, brothers and sisters. We are an essential function of company. If not now, then never. This is it. Okay, so insert yourself. Stick your nose back in there. Now let's have some fun with this. All right, because, you know, especially as you advance into leadership roles, uh, inside or outside human resources, your ability to have these conversations on the fly with people who have had the best teacher of all experience. That's what's going to set this apart. And hopefully that's what you recognize and that's what you continue to come back for. I'm going to remind you now, please subscribe. I'm supposed to do that. Yeah, I know. I subscribe to about 40 podcasts. I probably listen to about eight of them. So I know you've got a full plate. How bad could this one be though, really? Give it a shot. So who am I? You can call me Wit, you can call me Witsy. I've got friends that call me Johnny. I've got friends that call me much worse, but let's keep it clean, folks. So you call me what you want, but hopefully you will continue to communicate via the blog and uh, in the notes, comments on this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, let me know what you think. Also, let me know what you'd like to hear more of or less of. I spent 25 years in this crazy industry, human resources. I've made some killer mistakes like we all have. I've also made some pretty nice rebounds. So after 25 years, uh, I can fully look back now and see the journey and why it prepared me for where I am now, and I'm going to try to share that with you. Um, no better than anybody listening. I'm a knucklehead who somehow graduated from A&M at five and a half sweet short years, I mean, mainly because I majored in football games and fraternity life. But because I was there so long trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I ended up with additional two additional minors, one in sociology, one in psychology, thus my real passionate interest in human behavior. Love that stuff. If I could do it all over again, probably would have focused on it from the beginning. But nevertheless, that wasn't what it was supposed to be. I was supposed to be a knucklehead, kick around in sales for a few years, get out of school with no idea what I wanted to do. Somehow get into the recruiting door. That was how I first entered any kind of uh, human resources type role, like many of you, I'm sure. I was recruiting for Alcon Laboratories and had a one of those career-changing moments that we'll talk about on a future show that gave me an opportunity to really kind of show my stuff. And for the first time in my professional career, I knew I had landed. I was in the right spot. And from that point forward, going back and forth in roles of talent acquisition and or strategic human resources, advancing up the chain, going to different companies. I mean, I have moved a few times, as hard as that is to do. Stayed at Alcon for 11 years. Uh, but then after that, the longest tenure I've had at another company is four years. And that was at the company right after Alcon. So I have moved, but it's all been in healthcare almost exclusively. And I've seen some pretty, pretty interesting things whether it's a monster company, Fortune 100, uh, privately owned, family owned, startup, PE backed, whatever you want to do. Gone through the IPOs, um, gone through acquisitions, been on both sides of the acquisitions. They are different, as you know. Uh, but as much as I never planned to make a career out of HR, 
I began to feel, find out more and more that this was what I was suited for. How do I identify things that are gonna make the company better, that are gonna make you more fulfilled, and that are gonna make people happy with their career, me included. If I'm not happy at my career, I'm about 50%, and I'm sure you all have the same experience. So when we talk to people about some of the things that they have uh, gone through in their background, some of the guests, uh, we're gonna get some insight too, is how did they know when they finally had found the right job for them? What was it? What really made that resonate with them? Because that is uh, what it's all about, finding your niche. Now, now I am Executive Vice President and Chief People Officer with National Partners in Healthcare, and that is a management services organization focusing on anesthesiology. So what is it? where does that leave us? On this show, we're going to have a mixture of guests. I might even have a co-host occasionally. I might even have a solo performance because, as you can say, sometimes I get a little amped up. I've got something to share. But all of it's designed to make all of us more thoughtful, maybe more insightful, and always more successful in being a practitioner in the field of human behavior and human resources. So the COVID pandemic put us right at the front of the line, folks. I promise you every episode going forward is going to be focused on keeping us out front. Let's put another arrow in the quiver so that we're prepared. So I hope you will subscribe. I hope you'll enable notifications so you'll be ready for episode two, which will come out. And I can tell you it's a topic that is really exciting. I was lucky enough to get my first guest who's, you know, I outkicked my coverage with this one. Her name's Karen Hurt. She wrote a book called Courageous Cultures, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, It's an amazing and very applicable topic for everybody. So we're going to learn. We're going to learn to take a side in matters. We're going to learn to go forward because like the man said, middle of the road is for yellow lines and dead armadillos, cowboy. So until then, this is Whitaker out.